Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Welcome back. Well, I guess if it's your first time here, then welcome here. I feel like it has been forever since it's just been you and me, which maybe for some of you, that is a relief. <laughs> and if so, sorry, not sorry. Um, I gotta say, it feels good to be back. Just the two of us, just the two of us. Um, something happened last Friday that I had to share with you. And there is some stuff going down in Emily Aborn town. So I was like itching for just a few minutes of your time to share with you. So get cozy. We are literally cozied up right now in my closet. I've taken for some reason to recording the intros and solo cast in my closet. So now we're like sitting next to my cool unicorn socks. And I don't really have that many pairs of shoes, um, but they're all in here too, just scattered about. Whew. So... I know you have places to stay and people to Zoom, so I'm going to keep this episode short and snappy. Last Friday, after I wrapped up my workday, I went outside with Mr. Clyde for our second walk of the day. I've been trying to walk him twice a day because I feel like otherwise, come five o'clock at night, he is like a coiled spring because we're like caged animals in the winter. It's just so darn cold. I thought last week, I thought for sure that I had forever lost three of my fingers in the woods because I could not feel them and they weren't coming back. But, and everyone tells me it's the gloves. Trust me, people, it's not the gloves. I have the gear. I just don't like winter. I don't like the cold. I've tried it for 34 years and it's just not working. <laughs> um. Anyway, weather is another story for another day. So anyway, it is Friday afternoon. I called up one of my clients who has been, she's been my client now for two years and she had something funny to tell me. And so we were just having this lovely conversation, shooting the breeze, not really talking about work stuff for once. It was so nice. Um, well, during the conversation, she asked me, so what is it that you do exactly? You guys, people, 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 this is a client, a client I've had for two years years. And she was asking me what I do. Do you see a problem here? I actually laughed because I thought she was joking. And she said, no, she's not joking. She said, I I know what you do for me, but what is it that you actually do? And I'm like, oh my God. Now she is not alone to give her some um, credit here. She is definitely not alone. I've had so many people ask me what I do. I feel like even after I've explained it, people have still asked me what I do. And a, someone called me up a couple of weeks ago and asked me if the She Built This podcast was my full-time gig. I was like, that's hilarious. No, I wish it was, but I'm not Joe Rogan. Um, so anyway, after hearing all of this many, many times, I realized that this is my fault. And it has been one of my ongoing struggles. Part of it is because I've been trying to really get clear on what I do, but it's this big hilarious joke to me that the person who's sitting there calling herself a marketer, marketing professional, whatever, doesn't actually market herself. But I'm going to tell you why. 
And I also want to share the story in case it hits home for you. So first of all, for a really long time, um, I wasn't exactly sure what I did. And during that time, I didn't want to say the wrong thing because for quite a while there, I was attracting a lot of the wrong clients and a lot of work that I didn't want to be doing. So as I started to spend time getting clear, um, it really then became not a matter of not knowing what I did, but being too scared to let the cat out of the bag and actually share it. And, you know, one teeny tiny part of me also likes to be elusive, but that's another story for another day. Maybe that story can be in the podcast episode where I talk about the weather. Um, anyway, so this month, February, has been a total game changer for me with all of this. And I don't know why I just woke up one day in February and I was like, enough is enough. Suddenly, I had like all these ideas on things that I wanted to do for my business. And I suddenly like knew how to share it and how to talk about it. And I was like, crystal clear on what I wanted to say. I don't know what my problem is. Um, because as this stuff all started coming up, I'm like, this is helpful information for people. And I can be sharing tips and tricks and useful tools. But instead, I'm sitting here holding myself back. And I'm going to tell you the three reasons I was holding myself back specific to me. Um, first of all, I was terrified at putting myself out there because I didn't want anyone to look at it and think, well, it's not good enough or she's not an expert. You know, I've already confessed to you in a previous episode what my love-hate relationship, actually mostly hate relationship is with feedback. And I think all of this, my dislike for feedback and my fear of putting myself out there just comes from a fear of not being good enough in somebody else's eyes. So secondly, it can feel and is often very scary to put yourself out there when things are not perfect yet. My website is half done. I don't have a logo. I didn't even have colors that I kind of like was drawn to until just the other day. I'm like, I like pink and purple. <laughs> but anyway, all of these things don't matter. You know, and, and looking at other people that do have a solid brand in place and a framework and all that stuff like that made me start to panic. And that's great. Those things come. They come with time. Your processes come with time. Your colors come with time. Your branding comes with time. But I think if you do have something, a service or a product, and you know you get that feeling that it's like time to start, you can't worry about all of these little logistics. And just a side note, when we opened our mattress store in Amherst, we had all of those things. We had uh, an entire business plan with demographics and a marketing plan. And you know what? When we started, it was a little bit crickety. It was a little bit like crickets. And this business has been the complete opposite for me. Like I have barely said a peep about what I'm doing and I've been constantly busy the entire way through. So I just want to say that. I'm not saying like it's more successful not to have a brand, but what I'm saying is I think that it's not about that. You know what I mean? Um, so number three, the last reason, I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. I didn't want, you know, I was watching what other people were doing and I'm like, wow, so many people are doing what I do. <laughs> I might I might not even bother um, because 
you know, there, Lord knows there's only one coffee shop in the world and only one pizza shop in the world. But there are people in my life that do similar things to me. And I just didn't want to step on their toes. And also, it just felt overwhelming how many people are actually doing these things. So those are my reasons. Um, Those are just the top three. Like I had a whole list of reasons, I think. But here I am, okay? I'm the one telling you to follow your dreams, step up, stand out, share your voice, share your message, rah, rah, rah. And there I am sitting there keeping mine under lock and key. And it's funny, my mom said to me yesterday, she's like, you need to take your own advice and inspire yourself. And I thought that was hilarious, um, but also like right on. So anyway, one day this month, I just said to myself, oh my God, the buck stops here. I'm doing it. And I've decided that like you, I am taking the leap and I'm not really like, I'm not just going to sit there and toe the line anymore. I'm actually going to like take the leap. So it took me a couple of weeks to really think and get clear on what I do and who I love to work with. And I've been taking a lot more time this month to get to know myself. Some of that is like soul searching, which I don't really know what that even means. But a lot of it is just working on it and exploring the ways that I try to fit myself into molds that are not myself. And I think that sometimes when we flounder on when it comes to really knowing ourselves, because we're just trying to please everybody else with who we are. Um, And, you know, people can say what they want to say. But you know, I don't think we're walking around like trying to offend people and step on other people's toes. So if if that's the case, if you're just being authentically yourself, you just need to be you and not try to fit yourself into all these other molds. It's like, will the real Slim Shady please stand up or insert your name there? You know, will the real Emily Aborn please stand up? So anyway, I know you don't want to hear my M&M rapping. So this week in the VIP group, we have been talking all about passion passion, authenticity, vulnerability, three overused words that we as entrepreneurs, especially we like to toss around like candy in a parade. But I have been sitting with these words and I'm like, oh, they have a lot deeper of a meaning than we're throwing around all the time. And if you really spend some time with them, like personally, I'm giving these three words a run for their money this month, because I feel like for the first time, I am really experiencing them. And like, getting into the word. Um, So just, I'm going to wrap this message up. Like I said, I know you got places to stay and people to zoom. I'm going to wrap this all up in a pretty little bow, but I have been really thinking about what I do. And you know what? I don't think I even want the word marketing professional in my title anymore. Um, As I started to really dive into my current clients, who they are, what they're doing, and I realized it just really all boils down to the messaging and the content, both the messaging and the content that they need to create, as well as the messaging and the content that they already have, and how they share that with the world. So that is what I'm focusing on is helping people to get their voices heard and get visible with their content. And that for me involves content and copywriting and being that real like right hand person in someone's business in those areas. So you know, once I got clear on that, I was able to kind of sit back and reverse engineers my my services in a whole new way. And I'll talk about the logistics sometime in the future. I'm not here to talk about what I do. I'm still not here to talk about what I do, people. Um, But I do want to share some exciting stuff related to what I do and how it can actually help you in your business as I keep going with the podcast. 
So I'm actually telling you the story today for two reasons. One is what I said. I want to help you learn tips and tricks, and I want to help you dive into your ideal client's psychographics, not just the demographics, you know, but really getting into like their values and beliefs. And I want to help you to learn what to say, help you speak right to your clients and get your message heard also and get more visibility. But secondly, I'm telling you this because maybe there's a place in your life where you have been a little hesitant to fully own what you do or to get the confidence to step out and share it. And if that's how you're feeling, you know, maybe it's because you want it to be perfect before you share. And I hate to break this to you. I hope I'm not the first, but perfect really does not exist. Like it really truly does not exist because even if it's perfect in your mind, someone else will have something to say about it, about why it's not perfect. So like it might be perfect to you, but it's not going to necessarily be perfect to someone else and vice versa. Maybe a reason is that you're frustrated because there are tons of other people that do what you do. And you know, another thing that I've learned through this is that's just a way to really that's just really fuel for you to think about how you do it, how you do it differently, not better, not worse, just differently. What sets you apart from other people and makes you unique? Like what unique little processes and touches do you include? And do other people actually do it like you? When you when you step back from that, you're probably going to find that you're a whole lot different from everybody else. And lastly, maybe you feel hesitant because you don't feel like you're 100% the expert or you're worried that you don't know enough yet. I often come to this place and another thing, we are never going to be 100% the expert. In fact, it's so good for you to be in a place where you're continuously wanting to learn and grow. And I think if you're honest with yourself, you probably know a whole heck of a lot more than you think you do. In fact, we could probably all stand to implement just a little bit more and take one less course. You will always be learning. You're always going to be growing, but you can't let some quest to get all of the knowledge stop you in your tracks. Maybe something else entirely is holding you back. You know, you might have a list of three entirely different reasons, but I tell you one thing. When you hold back, when you decide that you're not going to share or you don't want to step on anyone's toes and you don't really want to own what you're good at, what your genius zone is, you're not helping other people in the way that you should be. People need what you have to offer. They need you to step up and they need you to do the thing that you're great at doing. And I tell you what, I will be right here cheering you on and encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone because if I'm going in, (laughs) I sure as hell do not want to do it alone. So to wrap this up, I want to share a little success story after I came to this decision and decided to do all this. First off, I did not have some sort of grand launch or like coming out of hiding party. No one really needs to know that I'm rebranding myself, but maybe down the road when that darn website gets done. But for now, the only thing that's really going to change is that people would see less pictures of my dog Clyde and trees on Instagram and maybe see more information about content and how they can grow their businesses. So here's the success story. When I made my first post on Instagram about podcasting and pitching to podcasts, I got a whole bunch of people reaching out to me asking for podcast pitching tips and tricks. And I was like, 
I mean, these were fantastic questions. Like, how do I find podcasts to get on? What do I say to them? How do I come up with topics? They were really great questions. And they were things that I can help with because podcasting is like one of these things that I'm super duper in love with and passionate about. And I have really good experience with getting my clients on shows. And I've also had great experience with terrible podcast pitches, which I feel like makes me practically an expert. No, just kidding. Um, But no, I really have gotten some terrible pitches. I've had some terrible guests and I've had some great pitches and I've had some great guests. And I have learned a ton through podcasting and how to help other people get onto podcasts. In fact, Two weeks ago, I sat down and recorded a show with a woman. She was lovely. The interview was a little dull. Like, I honestly, it was more like a glorified lullaby than an interview, really. But at the end of the show, she asked what the name of my podcast was. And I was like, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. this will not do. The guest right before her was like way too big for my birches personally, and she didn't really add any value to my listeners. So as I said, I know about great guests and I know about terrible guests, and I do have a lot of these answers that when it comes to podcast pitching that people are asking me. So when I put that out there, people came back to me with what they need and reached out to me. And now it has resulted in me putting together a guide to podcast pitching. And don't worry, um, you will get some of these tips too, in case being a podcast is on your 2021 bucket list. I definitely would share it with you guys first. Um, But my point is, like, these are the great things that come right from when we put ourselves out there. So what are we letting stop us? What fear or limiting belief is holding you back? And now the really important question, what are you going to do about it? That's really all I got for you. Um, On a closing note, I'm just so grateful for you. I thank you so much for listening. Love hearing your feedback, getting texts and emails and seeing your kind and amazing reviews. And if you feel so inclined, please be one of the people that reaches out to me after listening and share if any of this landed for you or if I'm just babbling on nonsensically, that's fine too. Don't be too mean. Um, So I will reply. I always reply and I am so thankful, like I said. With that, I wish you a great rest of your week and the month of February. In March, we are going to be focusing on self-care in the VIP group and I'm going to bring some of that over here to the podcast. I have... Pasha Marlowe talking about pleasure. She has built her entire business out of laughter. It's super cool. Um, I also have Marissa Iman. She's been on my show before. We are going to be talking about going with the flow. And I do mean uh, flow, aka periods, but I do promise that it's related to business and entrepreneurship and more. We got burnout coming up. We got sales pages coming up. We got the Enneagram and more. It's all here on the She Built This podcast, folks. So stay tuned and I will see you next week. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.